This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, welcome to another edition of Pat Soundbites Unplugged Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Pat Calamari, here for episode number 173. Yeah! Go figure. And it's a doozy. My good friends out of the UK, Deborah Bonham and her amazing husband, guitarist Pete Bullock, Bonham Bullock. The band was always Deborah Bonham, but Deborah explains the uh, band name changed to Bonham Bullock. This was a Zoom, so you can go to my YouTube channel, and I encourage you to do that. It was hysterical. In fact, uh, well, you got to go to the Zoom because Pete gets up. You know, people have Zooms. You don't know what they're wearing, so I'll leave it at that. You'll hear it on the audio like Pete gets up, and, well, I'll let you figure that out, and then you'll know. I'll know if you listen to the, the chat. I hate to use the word interview, but it's more of a conversation in chat. Uh, yeah, love Deborah. Got to meet Deborah and Pete when they were on tour with Paul Rogers and Jeff Beck and Ann Wilson with the Stars Align Tour back in, what, 2018. And then Deborah played locally here at Daryl Hall's house, Daryl's house in Pauling, New York. And I got to meet. Deborah and P and the band, and she was phenomenal. She had an album out called Spirits, which is great. Played a lot of tracks off of that. Well, they have a new album out under the name of Bonham and Bullock, and uh, it rocks a lot of covers, all covers, I should say. And um, the first track is one of my favorite all-time cover. Well, I wouldn't say covers, tracks. It's Bernard Fowler, See You Again from his album Deborah and if you don't know who Bernard Fowler is well you're definitely out in space Bernard Fowler is a backing vocalist of the great world's greatest band the Rolling Stones for the last probably uh, well over close to 30 years if not over that and uh, they do a lot of other hits like um, Albert King See What You're Doing to Me and Blood, uh, not um, Mark Langans the late Mark Langans um, bleeding muddy waters. I mean, Deborah has has had a career in over at least ten years as a blues uh, blues rocker, I should say, blues singer. And her husband Pete uh, also has been around for quite a while and has uh, filled in uh, in Paul Rogers's band. Um, so when Paul's not doing bad company, he uh, has pretty much Deborah's band on tour with him. Um, what an amazing couple. What a fun chat. Um, it's a lot of fun listening to this. Um, I'm hoping that they're able to come to the States in the fall. That's the plan to tour and I uh, get to hang out with them. But in the meantime, go check out the album, Bottom and Bullock. It's incredible. It's insane. A lot of great tracks on it. A great band. And uh, Deborah is amazing. Yep, she is definitely the uh, younger sister of Bonzo, the great John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. And uh, she's also the aunt of Jason Bonham. Uh, Jason, uh, great drummer in uh, The Circle with Sammy Hagar and Mark Anthony and Vic Johnson. Amongst, uh, I saw Jason do his own uh Led Zeppelin experience tour so uh, all good stuff very talented family so sit back and enjoy go to my YouTube hit the subscribe button I certainly appreciate it go share leave your comments tell me what you think it's a great time with Deborah and Pete Bullock Bottom and Bullock right here on Pat Soundbites Unplugged Podcast hey live on Pat Soundbites Incredible, keeping new music alive in the U.S., in the U.K., all over the world. And look at these two handsome couples, Bonham Bullock. Look at the T-shirt. I've wore it for two weeks. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Pete, Pete's it's the only one that knows. 
<laughs> I am honored to have these two great, amazing singers, songwriters, musicians, the amazing and copper, the queen of the blues. She's over Thank here. Thank you. Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just a queen. You're just a queen. I got the wonderful Deborah Bottom and the incredible, amazing guitarist, husband, animal keeper, uh, chimney sweeper, and, uh, and, and, and personal guitarist for Jeff Beck. And he also does something with Paul Rogers. I don't know. People look in the house. How are you guys? Boy, this has been one killer two weeks. Uh, we're, we're great. As you know, I've, I had a, a little, I lost my voice. And um, so I couldn't talk to you, but I think it's because I've really wanted to go to Maui for a long time. So the voice just went, you know what? I'm out. I'm going. So it went to Maui. It had a week in Maui and it just came back just in time for me to get on stage and sing. And uh, yeah, it was great. Well rested. I mean, I would have liked to have been with it, but there you go. <laughs> no, hey, it's all good. As I said to Pete, you know, you got to take the pillow off of her face so she can breathe. He said like, she can't <laughs> breathe. She's blowing her nose. She can't talk. And I got to watch the live stream. And that was pretty good. That was because I want to make sure you were OK. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I got to watch the live stream on Sunday. And I love the interaction, Deborah, with you and the guys explaining the songs and speaking of songs um bottom and bullet got a, an album self-titled album coming out on quattro valley records it actually comes out on april 29th 13 tracks with the single like single that comes out on march 25th uh albert king classic can you see what you're doing to me and what i liked about it was you guys went over all of the tracks and you played them live and you got one of my favorite all time songs that I love by Mr. Bernard. Oh, yeah. King. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. See you again. again. Yeah. If you can sing hallelujah to me, baby. Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. You just wait and see. Oh it's, my goodness. How did you find that song? Well, you know, um, I mean, we've known about Bernard for a lot, you know, years because obviously with the stones and everything, you know, but I didn't realize um, that he'd got this album. Uh, I'd, I'd heard that he'd done the album Bura and then I got it and it was uh, via a, a friend who was helping us out in um, out in New Jersey, uh, Gary Nesbitt, who you might have met. Yes, I think I met. Yes. Yeah, Gary. And so Gary said to me, um, you know, have you, have you heard Bernard Fowler's album, The Burra? And I said, no, I haven't. So he sent it to me. I was blown away. But See You Again just got me. It just totally got me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, got to do this. And it was finding a way to do it that was our interpretation and, you know, our take on it and our personality, but keeping the respect for him, you know, keeping the respect for the original. And it sort of came just organically because we all loved the track so much that it was just, it, it just happened organically. And, you know, it, it, yeah. And Pete did his soaring guitar and it was just like, yep, that's it. Orgasmically. Orgasmically. Yeah. <laughs> is that like, oh, or, yeah. it's like orgasm, right? But, but oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love Bernard. Uh, I met Bernard. Um, I got the album and I said, oh, my God, I fell in love with that song that I played it, I think, every week. And Bernard yeah. was coming up to Daryl's house and I met Bernard and it was the first song he sang. I mean, I get goosebumps every time I hear that song. It's like it's so haunting, but it's yeah. beautifully done. And yeah, that, I guess that was one of my questions. I mean, you guys are doing covers, which you've never, I don't think you've ever done before. And it had yeah. to be such a challenge as you just explained and not take away and be respectful and add the bottom bullock touch to it, leaving it as great as they, all these songs were and just add your touch to it. Pete, how much of a challenge was it just to not get well, too crazy with him? Well, now, well, before I get there, I, I just wanted to uh, mention that the uh, Bernard Fowler album. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a Paul Rogers link there. Not not that Paul Rogers or Bernard know about this, but Paul Rogers is from a place called Middlesbrough in the north of England, and that's known as the Borough. 
So there you go. Oh, wow. And Good another one is Paul Rogers. Ah, it's a Paul very tenuous link. Ah, but get this one. Paul Rogers' middle name is Bernard. Wow. Paul Look Bernard at that. Rogers. Paul Only... Bernard Rogers from the Paul... borough. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the patch show would you find yeah. his good stuff. Uh, who would have got that link? Eh? Um, Pete, you're amazing, Pete. I can't, you know. You didn't share that at Daryl's house when you guys were there. You you were pretty quiet, letting Deborah just be Deborah and uh, rock rock Daryl's house. But yeah, no, thirteen tracks. Um, I fell in love. Obviously, when I when I heard that, I couldn't get the smile off my face. And John said, "You want to talk to?" I'm like, "Do I want to talk to Deborah?" I'm like, "I felt I'm like Bernard Fowler, and I met Bernard numerous times now, and I finally got to see the Stones for the first time." Um, probably 2019, 2018, 2019, because I don't know why I never saw the stones before. But uh, I said to Bernard, did you hear me when, when Mick introduced you? I'm screaming your name, you know, me and 20,000 people. 30, He's like, oh, <laughs> of course, he was in the band, Pat I know that's you, brother. But yeah, no, it's all. Yeah, uh, I mean, what a, what a songwriter and what, a, what an amazing singer. So, you know, it was it was just we had to find a way to make it you know, different, but our interpretation of it, but paying total respect to him. Um, and, and that's what we, we finally had to do. Out with all the worldliness about it as well, which is sort of happening on that track. Like you said, it's quite ethereal, isn't it? You know, it has that, it has that otherworldliness about it, which is what got me when I first heard his version of it. I thought we've got to retain that, but bring in, the, the sort of guitar and the, the 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 rockier blues style as well. Yeah, the the in, the intro to that, Pat. The, uh, the the sort of the guitar intro bit to that, the haunting sort of melody. One reviewer said uh, compared it to um, said it was like a Celtic, like a Celtic musical interlude introducing the song. And he compared it to the intro to Whiskey in the Jar from Thin Lizzy. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, that slow bit with it. Yes. Compared to that. I thought, oh, well, crikey, that's it. I quite like that being compared to that. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, Bernard, you, Bernard ran into, I, I, I don't want to say his name wrong, but it was Shankard, Shankar, El Shakar. And he was the one that put that together with a violin. Violin, um, yeah. And he put Bernard saw him and said, You're the guy, send him the track. And he put the beginning to it. And uh but you guys hit it out of the park. That was the first song you did on the live stream. Yeah, well then, a couple then after of Bernard did after Bernard did all that, we went and ruined it and did it on guitar. No, 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 absolutely not. And I I'm gonna I'm gonna tag Bernard to our chat because I don't even know. Does he know that you that you covered it, Deborah? No, I don't know. I think we've tried to get in touch with him because I've wanted to contact all the writers to just for just out of courtesy, really, to say, you know, I'd, I'd like we'd like to to do your song and then to send it to them. But I don't know if Gary ever ever did get in touch with him. I don't know how it what happened because I'd love to love him to hear it. I, I got, um, obviously I know what a what a massive influence he's been. You know, I mean, that was it. Once I heard that, that was a, that was me and in, in love will, with uh, God, you know. I will share. I will send you his email. I have a cell phone. And I will send you his email. So I'll make sure because I was going. I'm going to tag him anyway to say hello. You need to hear this. But you guys hit it out of the park. I mean, leading Muddy Waters, in which the the singer was Mark Langan, and yeah. Mark just passed away. Actually, yeah, just, which was just, sad. Just two, just two weeks ago. Yeah, from the from the screaming trees. That that was a shock, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. How, how two years old. Yeah, very young. But how were you able to, like, pick these songs? So many great songs. I mean, there's so many excellent songs out there. But you narrowed it down to these. What was what was the attraction of uh, Bleeding Bloody Mo- uh, uh, Muddy Waters? And uh, I think we started I off with 200 songs. Yeah, about 100. It was about 100. So we, we started with about 100 songs. And then... You, it's just picturing yourself doing them, really. Um, make listen to it. They've, they've got to, they've got to move you. And and you know, as soon as I heard "See You Again," and as soon as I heard "Bleeding Muddy Waters," I just it, I, 
I had goosebumps. So I, and I, I just knew, I know what the band can do and where we can take there it. Another, there was another goosebumpy song as well, wasn't there? There was the, um, uh, Chris Wilson song. Chris Wilson song. Yeah. That was I mean, yeah, they, so, they were like really powerful, strong emotional songs. Uh, yeah, because Deborah as the singer has to sell it, right? The singer yeah. if if you just are reading and singing it, people go, Okay, what is it? But you yeah, have to really mean it. You have you've to feel it, gotta right? you, you've got to have a passion with it and you've got to have that conviction of what you're doing and that you that you really do mean it, you know. And um so I went with the songs that I, I knew that did it for me. And I thought if they do it for me, they'll do it for the band because we've all been together so long that we, we know each other like this, you know, I, I just know that if I play a song and, and think this is great, I know Pete's going to love it. Um, so yeah, we just whittled them down into the songs that we knew that I sort of had a vision that we could turn them around for us. We could, we could bring something to it. And then played them to the band, and and it you know it was it was a big challenge because some of them were difficult to start with. Mm. Um, there might have been a little attitude with the band of oh let's just play it and it'll be great, and it's like no 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 we got to really bring something different here. The original, Bernard, Mark, you know uh, um, Sam Cook, Albert King. Yeah, they're the best, blues, right. the best it's ever going to get. So you've got to find your own way of doing it, you know. So it, it sort of, a few of them became quite difficult um, and we had to really dig deep and make them, you know, to, to get them to work. But Bleeding Muddy Water and See You Again, they just naturally came out of us. So it, it, was, it was great. And Bleeding Muddy Water... I wanted to add the keyboardy part. There's like a little riff, and it, it, I had the vibe of Led Zeppelin's No Quarter in my head. You know, I wanted this sort of, sort of ethereal again. I, I really love all that stuff. So it, it, it sort of just naturally happened, didn't it, Pete? Yeah. Well, as you say, no bit of No Quarter. That, that then you get quarter. Of <laughs> no <records>. quarter. <laughs> company in there <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a marketing guy right where was doing covers something on your bucket list that you said let's try something different i mean no, you you hit it out with this one i mean i played take me down a million times i played fly pain uh pain birds and uh i mean this this album rocks so i'm like and this is interesting doing covers compared to a, a follow up, but I'm sure you got a bunch of songs on the shelf. It well, happened you, on that. Sorry, on that Spirit album when you mentioned that song, uh, Bane Birds. That's that's actually an old Sparkle Horse song. So that, that was that was probably one of our sort of sort of a, 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 every so often we do do a cover on an album and we give it a reworking. So okay. I suppose that that was that was maybe something that uh, but, what but we had in mind totally, by doing totally the album. Awesome. It was the toe in the water, wasn't it, really? Yeah. But um, it was mentioned to both, well, to me and, and Pete years and years ago about doing a blues type of album. Um, and this was with a big major record label. And they wanted to do um, a sort of, they called it a, a Lady Sings the Blues type of thing that would have been Billie Holiday covers, Anetta James and things like that. And I'd only just written the old Hyde album and I just knew I wasn't ready you know I mean it, to, to bring to take to, to bring that sort of stuff and do it do it justice you know I wasn't ready I just wasn't so as the years have gone on and on and on um, and it just felt the right time now to do an album of interpretations of other people's songs but it also felt I, I didn't want to go down the road of, you know, the, the, the typical Billie Holiday songs or, or you know, the, the ones that have all been done so many times. I just thought, no, I don't want to do that. I, I want to keep I want blues to be the root of this album, the roots of the album. But it needs soul and a bit of rock and a bit of. It, it needs us, you know. I, I don't want to just do a, a 180 flip and then just go and do, I'm t totally doing traditional blues because that's not us, you know. But um, so we ended up 
picking more obscure songs and just being, you know, the 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 ones that everybody knows. <laughs> and I'm quite glad we did that because somebody said, well, well, why don't you do the all the traditional ones? I was like, well, look, because they've been done. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, you and, and maybe with some of these sort of lesser known artists and stuff, you know, if people dig the song, you know, they might go back and look at that artist's catalogue. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every artist on there has got a great story or a great. Oh, narrative. yeah. I mean, I, I was not familiar with Ann Peebles, but the song I Get Along was, I mean, I'm like, wow. Oh, you will be. Ann Peebles did I Can't Stand the Rain. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. She wrote that. Okay. Um, Patty Griffin, um, Billy, uh, Pet- Betty Harris, what did I do wrong? I mean, it starts out with like the piano, I want to say, part of it. Is that well, I tell I- you what, Pat, you see that song, Betty Harris, what did I do wrong? Okay. Deborah had a real problem doing that because she kept saying to us, I don't think I should do this because I never do anything wrong. So I'm not <laughs> going to sing, what did I do wrong? How, how can I sing, what did I do wrong and mean it? So now <laughs> I know why why it's Bonham and Bullock, not Bullock and Bonham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a, happy, again in a, a, a happy <laughs> life is a happy life, right, Pete? So, yeah. so why, 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 did, why the name, Deborah? Why did you... Why are you putting Pete up there as well with you? I mean, you obviously you got the band's been together for so long. Why the name change? What uh, what brought you to, to putting some sunshine on Jeff Beck's Jeff Beck's personal uh, guitar instructor? Can I just tell you a, a quick the horses and me for that matter because oh, yeah. he's a great cook. So I just thought, you know what, I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> no, yeah, really, I'm, I'm, I'm the feeder. I'm the feeder, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> you're the feeder. <laughs> yeah, I'm the really? feeder. I feed the uh, dog, the horses, no, and no, Jeff Beck, whenever we uh, toured with uh, Paul Rogers on the Stars Align tour with Jeff Beck and Ann Wilson. Uh, there was a Jeff's guitar tech. Jeff wasn't coming to sound check one afternoon. So his guitar tech said, I've just had this amplifier fixed. And I just finished sound checking with Paul Rogers. He said, Pete, you can do me a favor and check Jeff's gear for me because he's not coming to sound check today. So I went, yeah, sure. So it was a big open air amphitheater. Nobody there. They're all queuing outside. I forgot they were all queuing outside. So I've got this. I'm playing Jeff Beck's white Stratocaster through his marshals, all his marshals, full volume in this huge open air stadium. And, uh, and I'm thinking, now, I haven't probably played a Jeff Beck song in maybe 20, 30 years. Whenever I was a kid, I was maybe copying it. And there was a couple that I used to have a go at, like Beck's Bolero and uh, the solo from People Get Ready and stuff like that. So, But bearing in mind, I hadn't played them in a good 30 years, so I had to fumble a bit to try and refresh myself on the guitar neck while playing it. People uh, are outside going, what's uh, he doing? Yeah, so there's 30,000 people outside going, Oh shit! I might, I might just get my money back. I don't think. I think Jeff's let himself go with it. <laughs> People lined up going maybe for the show starts. That's back. Wait, is it back? What the hell is he doing? <laughs> did, did you ever? Did you ever share the story with him, Pete? No, I, I, I didn't. I should do. I, I, I meet him every ten years, and because uh, I was telling him a story that the last, the last night I said, like, you know, Jeff. Uh, I met you back in 1980, 1990 or something. We were doing a. Did he remember you, Pete? Hmm? Did he remember you? Oh, he's, he's so he's so polite. As long as you don't talk guitars to him, he's fine. <laughs> if you talk hot rods to <laughs> women, you can you can talk all night. Mention a guitar string or a pick, he's off. But. Uh, I said we were doing a gig and he got up with us in 1990 and for this charity thing. Then about 10 years later, there was another thing. It was, I know it was Robert Plant's birthday or no, it was Roy Williams' birthday, Robert's sound engineer. And Jeff Beck came along and played with the big time playboys. So that was like 2000. 10 years later, uh, we, we met him again. We were at a, an award ceremony, picking up an award for Debbie's brother, John. John Bonham had won this Tommy Vance award at Classic Rock Awards in a hotel in London. And the table next to us was, it was Who's Who Guitars. It was Slash, Tony Iommi, wow. Jimmy Page, and Jeff Beck, and uh, uh, 
cut Aerosmith guitarist. His name's just escaped me. It's Joe terrible. Perry. Joe Perry. Joe Perry was there as well. That was one table, and then we, we were the two oh right beside them. So we were the vocalists. It was me and Paul Rogers. Yeah. So we, we, we had a little chat then. So anyway, I'm telling. Then ten years later, we were on the Stars Align tour together. So I happened to I happened to bore Jeff with this story in the in the dressing room one night at the end of the tour. I said, you know, Jeff, we meet every ten years, and I told them these stories, and he just shook my hand and went. Long may it continue, mate. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, aren't you my new guitar tech? <laughs> well, getting back to the album, I see it's recorded. Yeah, at well, Peter- I, no, you, you were asking me, you were asking me about the, the, the name. The yes. Go ahead, Deborah. And the, the real reason is we're a team and it's been a long time coming, really. You know, it's a band. We've all the whole band's been together, you know, years and years and years, and we've been together. Oh, crikey! I think uh, thirty years. So um, it was I think, just. Made- I think it's. I think as well as that, it gives. Uh, we've been going out as Deborah Bonham, which give, it's, to, to people that don't know us gives off a message that it's a, just a girl singer, and uh, I think everybody wanted it to have more of a more of an image of a band. Are. Yeah, because that's what we are. I'm not just a girl singer, is it? Is it? It's a full-on yeah, kick butt and, band. Uh, really, and so. a, point, a point of reference would be Tudeshi Trucks, you know, because they did the two names. So that that might be that was maybe part of in the discussions about what we call her. So you know, rather than just having a girl name, how can we introduce the name to make it sound more of a you know? There's guitars as well as a girl singing, and there's no, it, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> It That's makes that. it makes sense. And what I thought right away, I'm like, why, why would they do that? Because when you see Bonham, everybody thinks, okay, who's Bonham? Is it Deborah? Is it Jason? Is it going to be just all Led Zeppelin? And that's not the case at all. You don't do that. Yeah. You know, and you are a team. So why not? I think it's a gift. Yeah, you're right. Tedestrian trucks. There's other people. I mean, it was Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham for years. It was, Bucking, uh, Buckingham Nicks. There you go. Buckingham Nicks. You know, yeah. so um, no, I, that is the only thing I thought. I said, you know what? Maybe trying to wake people up that, you know, Deborah's not singing Stairway to Heaven every night. That's not the case yeah. at all. So I, I'm all for it. I think it's great. The shirt fits well. My wife does. loves it when I go to bed. She's like, oh, you and B and B again. I, I said, yeah. Pete, want me to go to bed with the shirt? I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I, sent, I, I sent you that. It was a size medium, wasn't it, Pat? I know it was, but I keep, you know, COVID. I got the COVID diet, Pete. You know, <laughs> you recorded it at the P- Peter Gabriel's uh, Real World Studios. That had to be pretty cool. Was no, 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 no. We no? we mixed it. We mixed oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Mixed we it, it um, just down the road from our house. Actually, there's a chapel. It's a fantastic place. Little little chapel, and they've turned it into this really cool recording studio. So there's a, a church. Was a church house. Yeah, church house, and and it's in Nutbourne, isn't it? Yeah, and then and right a school up, house right, up the road, and a gin right house opposite. Yeah, the gin house, schoolhouse, and the village is called Nutbourne. So we nicknamed the, the whole thing Nutbourne City Limits when we did it there at the chapel. <laughs> we did, we did. It is. It's the it's the first verse of Nutbourne City Limits. There church you go. house, schoolhouse, gin house, outhouse. Deborah, so we, you be- go ahead, Deborah. <laughs> We, we recorded it there, which was great because it was nearby. And then um, we took it to Tim Oliver, Peter Gabriel's Real World, to mix it, um, which was absolutely phenomenal. It was. It was just, it was great going. Uh, I mean, Tim, Tim is just, he has the most incredible ears and he just got exactly what we what we wanted. We wanted it to breathe. That was the main thing. We wanted it to be as natural sounding and breathe rather than all compressed to get the volume out of it. We didn't want any of that. And Tim just understood it and he did it. And I got all quite emotional. It was that good. <laughs> Deborah, you produced the you produced the album. What makes a good producer like Tim? He got a you know skill sets of being a good listener and challenging you, maybe, you know, challenging the band to do this or that or uh or, and not over-influence you to go off the track that you wanted to. And it seems like you accomplished all of that. Is that what is a good producer for the most part? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's the first, I mean, I've, I've the last couple of albums I've, co- no, yeah, the last two albums I've co-produced, 
Um, this one, I just thought, you know, nobody knows this band better than me. So why would I let it in anybody else's hands? Because I, I know how far to push them. I know exactly where they can go because I've, I've, I've seen it. So it just made sense for me. And, and what, and what you also did was uh, by, by not pushing the band maybe down <clears throat> avenues where they're maybe not familiar, we got some great guests in to do some stuff. So... So like you know, maybe we got some great Hammond players in for for little guest appearances, and we got a great pedal steel player BJ Cole in, you know, and, uh, yeah. and backing vocals. We got a lovely guy John Hogg who's in Moke and Magpie Salute, and he uh, he co-wrote some songs on the Spirit album. With they're, us all, they're all mates of ours, actually. It's yeah. not like every one of them was was a, a great mate. So you know. Um, <laughs> De Deborah knew just what she could get out of us, and then, then who to bring in to maybe add something to it rather than us chasing it. Was that so? It ended up with a, a, a sort of a load of our musical friends again. So, and <laughs> and also we we pinched a bunch of Robert Plant's bandmates again. Ah, we keep, we keep, we keep using all these guys. I'm trying. I, I got to get an interview with him. I'm trying so hard to get an interview because I'm so impressed with him and Alison Krauss. I, you know, people, oh, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. And say, he's done with that. Move on. Yeah. He's yeah. opened up to new boundary on something challenging for him. Yeah, and, no, exactly. That's he's always moving, and that's what's so great. That he, right. That's just been a complete inspiration and, and, and mentor in a lot of ways, you know. I mean, he never stands still. He's forever pushing it and going and going. And, and, and for me, that's just incredible. And his solo career, I mean, his solo stuff with um, all across the board with his sensational Space Shifters, with uh, the Band of Joy, you know, um, with Alison. Um, it's, it's I'm so happy for I'm just happy for him. It, it works out really well. Means lead. <laughs> Did he just get up with his pants on? Oh my good grief! Did he know that he'd done that? Oh my goodness! I don't believe that. You're gonna have to edit it out, Matt. Oh my! Please, please all your viewers and listeners, if they see that, <laughs> oh, it's the Pat Porn Show. Pat Porn Show, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That never a dull moment. Hey, good guys, what's up? What's <laughs> up? I can't believe you just did that. The funny part of it, Pete, is I'm in my underwear too. No, I can't. <laughs> you can have your great. I'm not. I'm so. I'm. I'm so not. Look, I'm dressed. I'm so dressed. <laughs> you can have your great band, Deborah, and I only know them as G. And yeah. E, and, I, and I don't know. <laughs> Give a shout out to your great band, Deborah, and the, the, those guys that you've been working so well. well and we got Jared, to see it. Jared Lewis, Jared Lewis on keyboards, which is G. Ian Rowley on bass, which is E. e right. Uh, Richard Newman on drums, which is just Rich, and and a couple of other names. Pete calls him every now and then, and <laughs> Rich calls Pete. A couple of names as well, and then Pete Bullock on guitar. So that's Marco, G, Marco Giovino on drums, who you met with us at Daryl's, Pat. Yeah, okay. Marco was on the album. Mar Mar Marco did half the half the drums on the album as well. Now you guys have been you guys have been playing quite regularly. It seems um, you know there was there did they have I mean with the whole COVID thing, did it take a while for you to get back on stage or have no, you we, been? We, we stopped March March the thirteenth, uh, I think. Stopped dead in our tracks in, uh, in twenty twenty, and then we didn't do another show until October twenty one. So eighteen months. Wow, eighteen months. And that had to feel so good, Deborah, to be back on stage, right? Just oh, the emotion. Oh, yeah. I keep the, the only way I can describe it is, you know, it, it was just like coming out the out the traps, and we were gone. You know, it was just. Incredible! It really was. It was I, just. I, I miss you so don't much. You realize how you miss it, you know, and I, until somebody takes it away from you, and exactly. then exactly, you know, we we take it for granted, and then yeah. I don't, you know, I haven't. It was a long time. I think I, my first show back at Daryl's was uh, Anna Popovic. Uh, oh yeah, and I got to see Anna and meet with Anna, and it was like 
probably a good eight months without a live show. And I look yeah. at the pictures and I go, are we ever going to get back to, uh-oh, uh-oh, what is he doing now? He's up to something, Deborah. I'm not even looking. I, I haven't got him on my screen. He should, have, he should have been a comedian. He should have been a comedian. I've just done a selfie in my pants with you in the picture. <laughs> well, I've blocked you on my screen. You're not, yeah, I'm not looking at you. Well, gathered you're in different places at the minute. Nice. <laughs> so is there a plan for a tour? Uh, obviously, maybe in the UK well, and come over to starting, the States again? We're starting on the 6th of April in the UK and then playing all over the UK and then going to France and Belgium and the Netherlands and, you know, going into Europe. We're praying that things will open up more in, in, uh, in the States and we can come there in the fall. Uh, we you want know. you back. We got to have we, you back. Oh, we still want to come back. back. We've just got to, you're just a bit behind us with opening up as much as we've totally opened up here now. Um, but Ameri America has the here, best. You know, we've still got COVID, um, but it has opened up and, and nobody's dying of it anymore. So that's, that's the good thing. And um, so we're just hoping that it opens up in, in America as much, you know, completely opens up by the fall and we can get back there. And if not, it will be spring 2023, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. But America has the best uh, American pale ale and uh, chicken wings. So well, uh, that, that's, that's they finally got rid of the diaper. We don't have to wear the, the, the mask anymore. I thought that was your G string. You just pulled no. off. right. <laughs> well, it looks something like what you were wearing a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. <laughs> oh, this 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 is going right. Down. This is gotta be my face. I just had Davy Johnstone of, of Elton John on, and I'm like, I was in my glory, and I thought that was my best interview. You guys blow Elton John and Davy Johnstone. <laughs> Mel Brick Road is down the road. I can tell you. <laughs> Any other projects that you guys are working on? Um, I've got to I fix the roof, Pat. Continually busy, I've got, don't we? So I've I, got to fix the chimney, Pat. Yes, that you better. <laughs> She's not coming home, Pete. She's not coming home. <laughs> I got but, the um, scaffolders in on Friday. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm, I'm sort of right. I've started writing again, so um, I, I don't think it'll be long before we we start just just putting some songs together ready for a, another album. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think that's, that's probably what's going to happen. But at the minute, you know, we're, we're doing this, we're, we're on the PR trail. And then I think we, you know, we, we we're going to be touring and I can't wait for that. I mean, the sooner we get out and start playing this album, the better, you know, it's been a long time coming. So, we, you know, if you think that we had got this rec record ready in, um, we were recording it in the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So it was all supposed wow. to happen then. Of course, COVID hit. So we've been waiting a long time for this moment. So now that we're doing that, I just want to put all our efforts into that for now. And then, you know, think about everything else when this calms down a bit. But for the moment, yeah, we're, we're, we're pushing this and um, going to get out and play and can't wait. I just hope Pete wears some trousers. I know why he hasn't got any, because he waits for me to always wash them and give them to him, you see. And because he's not with me at the minute, he can't be bothered putting no, his I've trousers on. I've, I've got a room full of, of women here. I nearly said animals. I meant to say women. <laughs> he usually is animals. <laughs> Women for thirty years, Pete. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Pete, I don't think you get enough credit uh, for your guitar playing. Listening to some of the riffs that uh, you played on this uh, killer album, and I've always asked yeah. uh, uh, guitar players, "How would you, in, in a seriousness, uh, how would you describe your tone, Pete?" My tone. Yes, sir. Well, I've I've always been very particular about the tone, mm. and it's it's really simple. It's all it's almost just a Les Paul, a good lead, and a good amp, good valve amp, which started off as being Marshalls, uh, and uh, valves, of course, and there, uh, 
And then, you know, in, in later years, other, other companies built uh, variations on Marshalls so that you could get the, the, the guaranteed kind of Marshall tone at maybe a lower volume because Marshalls work best when they're up nearly full volume. Uh, which is a problem for some singers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so I, I moved on to other amps. So I, I use uh, the well, the well-known valve amps, Marshalls and Orange, and then also use uh, Cornfords and a new one called Victory, which the guy that designed Cornford has now designed Victory. It's a British amp. There's a lot of big bands using those now, and they're they're just so sweet tones, you know, and uh, so you get a bit of crunch on them and stuff. And the tone is basically since as a kid, I used to like listen to Paul Kossoff and uh, you know Peter Green and uh, people out and Rory Gallagher and everything. Right. So, right. so yeah. for the Les Paul thing, I was I was always getting the Paul Kossoff kind of tone, which um, and th- and then it just becomes part of you. And then uh, Paul Rogers heard heard me do it and the found it uncannily similar to Paul Kossoff. So hence why uh, part of the reason why I got the gig, I guess, with Paul, because it was that kind of treatment of uh, tone. But it, it's so much less, less is more. It's so simple. It's not it's not a load of effects or anything like that. It's you just, don't have a load of pedals and everything, do you? It's a, it's, a, it's a vibrato in your hands, and it's how you grind the string into the neck and all that kind yeah. of, how you feel it. Sometimes it's angry, sometimes it's passion, you know. You, you use a Strat at all? I do, yeah. Uh, but on uh, this one, it's all mainly just Les Pauls. So, uh, do you use do you use heavy strings, Pete, or do you? you- I, I do. That they're they're quite they're quite heavy strings. Now at this point, uh, Jeff Beck would have walked out. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. A question like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, well actually, I, I use a. Uh, I use a uh, sort of uh, heavy bottom. They're called. <laughs> no, how about no bottoms. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, no bottoms. Yeah, so no, yeah, yeah. No, a lot yeah, of um, heavy, heavy strings. And then the trouble is, you have to be reasonably fit to bend them, and uh, so that helps with the pain and the feeling whenever you're playing. If it's all a bit light, then you don't feel the anguish and the anger and the pain. Because if, if you're actually playing something and trying to bend the string, and it's really difficult. You sound it, you, you strain and you get a bit angry, and out comes another emotion. So it can, you know, you can't make it too easy on yourself. No. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of my listeners always say, "I'm not, a, I'm not a musician," and they always say, "Ask more about gear questions." So that's what leads me to the, you know, the tone. I ask, you know, Billy Gibbons, "What's your, what's your tone?" And he's like, "Whatever." I grab the guitar and comes out at my tone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and speaking of Paul Rogers, do you guys see Paul? I know he's like in the States or Canada. Anything going on with Paul coming back to the States? Maybe uh, doing another up, uh, Stars Align tour with you guys? He's he's up Canada at the minute. Uh, he's, been, he's been doing some writing and recording. So there's there's I think there's going to be a, a single out from Paul soon, any day now. So, uh, yeah, so something happening. And uh, I don't never say never, but, uh, you know, we're we're still talking and still reminiscing about how great the other the UK Free Spirit Tour was and the American Stars Align Tour was. So we, we're all still basking in the afterglow of that. And uh, so I'm sure we could, we could be persuaded to do another one. Who knows? Yeah, and you guys are record... Aren't you... Um, Paul uses the same record company, right? The Quattro Valley, I think. Yeah, Qu- Quarter Valley Records. Quarter Valley Records, Records live right, at the Albert so. Hall. The, the Paul Rogers Live at the Albert Hall. They put that out on a triple vinyl and a Blu-ray and a CD. So it was a, quite a luxury package. Well, I love the whole album. Bonham, Bullock, I got my shirt. You got to go out. It's all on the, um, you know, I always tell everybody, you can go to Spotify, but Deborah can autograph Spotify. Go yeah. buy the album. Go buy the CD. Yeah. That, yes, that whole digital the, thing. Buy the record. Buy <laughs> the record. Yeah, buy the record. It comes out officially April 29th. The single is out on the 25th. Just, any video with the single? Any videos coming up with any of the tracks? Yeah, it will be. Can I just say that the album's coming out on the 29th because it's it. we decided they were asking us for a date in April, and that's Cynthia's birthday, Paul's mm-hmm. wife. So we thought she's been so integral to putting all of it together when we were with Paul. Um, she's such a great soul, you know. She 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 gives so much to lots to lots of different causes, but animals being the big one as well. 
Um, so we thought, yeah, let's do it for Synth because she's just such a star. So. And where where can we donate, um, Deborah? Where What's the name of the foundation? I know that you and Paul have always uh, taken care of the animals. Where can uh, folks, if they want to donate, to uh, send some money or something to help out? Well, we've got we've got a, a few actually. Um, Cynthia's uh, we're we're all busy with Critterade at the moment in um, in Canada. Um, we go from various ones, you know, just because once once we once it gets up on 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 its feet and it's doing well, and then more people come in, we go and help another one. So we've just been sort of moving it around. And an actual fact, right at the moment, we've just because of what's going on in the Ukraine, that's what we're we're sort of looking at at the moment. Um, so that, that really is. I mean, if anybody can even donate, the, also uh, the Nash, also the Nashville one that you're doing for Nina. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Amber's um, halfway house. Amber's that's the animal one. Amber's halfway house was um, that was helping all the the animals. Uh, not just pets, you know, farm animals, everything that got caught in all of the the, the, the terrible floods um, in Mississippi and, uh, you know, all, all of that that happened was just so awful. And Amber's halfway house have just been brilliant in getting out and helping, ev- uh, you know, everybody with their animals. So, yeah, we've been helping them. And now we're doing some uh, stuff for uh, with the Red Cross and... Uh, uh, in America, you've got your own direct charities for uh, for helping out Ukraine. Uh, but um, I think I think it's the same one. I think it's DEC. It's the Department of Emergency. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess the other the other thing is Pat. It's just I, th- I think if if everybody can if everybody has a bit, if they can share a bit with whatever touches them, is is always great. Yeah, that's and if everybody everybody spreads the love and a bit of spare cash. I think I think everybody needs help, don't they? I think everybody's touched at the moment at the mass exodus of all those poor people. Though yeah. I mean, you can't imagine what's happening in uh, Ukraine. I, at the moment. I, I, I can't. It's just very just sad. And, and and onto the Polish borders and all those countries: Hungary, Romania, Poland, Latvia. All the all the all the countries that are doing everything they can, you know, to help. And it's it's. I never thought it would happen in our our, t- our lifetime, uh, mm. not in Europe. But well, I pray every day that it just pray ends. For just pray for it, peace and uh, yeah. So anything that anybody can do to, that helps that at, at this moment, that's that would really be our focus because that's what's happening right now on the ground. You know. So yeah. Where where can we pre-order the album, Deborah? Go to your website. Would that help? No, it'd be at Quarter Valley. Quarter okay. Valley website there and it that will happen on march 25th there'll be a pre-order for the album then when the single comes out there'll be a pre-order for the album so it will be on the quarto valley website and it will be on ours as well you know we'll have it everywhere once we have the link for that and any thoughts of a video yes we've been doing a a video but that's uh i'll hand you over to pete because he's the video king (laughs) i know he is the video king i mean come on (laughs) I can't wait to see that outfit. Is he riding a horse? And, uh, is, you know, <laughs> what is he? Riding a horse no. naked. It's not pretty. Yeah, right. See no, what we, you we, see what you did to me now. There's Pete on yeah. a horse with a speedo. He's on his we, ass. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to piece something together at the minute with the, with a pal of ours. The guy that did the fly video and the take me down video. Uh, with us, uh, with same guy, we're we're trying to uh, put one together for see what you're doing to me. Peter uh, Hart, isn't he? Yeah, Peter Hart. He's called. He's actually a windsurfing champion. But uh, so, if you have another closer look at that fly video, we sneak a cameo shot of him in doing a 360 degree turn on a in midair somersault on a wow. windsurfboard. That's in that video fly. He just sneaks in there. He just sneaks I, some I, I like. I like the video that they used when you were doing a live stream with Deborah with the horses and cutting in and out with your chat about the whole album. I thought it was really cool. I said, I got to watch it. Hey, want to make sure you were okay. And then you played, see you again. And then went through the whole album. I'm like, yes, 
It was worth my Sunday for an hour, whatever it was. Oh, and wasn't the, it wasn't the money to wasn't it uh, um, the money raised to help artists? I don't understand what was the cause of where the money went. It was to buy me beer. Well, besides buying Pete beer, wasn't there um, was there something? Did the money go to help uh, artists out? No, not not on that one. That that's a production company that did that. They did about eight different artists. Okay. And uh, and they've uh, they've spent a lot of money on those eight concerts and filming them and recording them and getting them out and stuff. So, so they uh, they will be trying to recoup their costs first of all. I got you. Okay. And then uh, and then after that, then there'll be some sort of divvy afterwards. But um, yeah, they. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they funded it all. They were great. Live Eye Productions, they were called. Well, it, was, it, it was great. And it was great to see you guys perform live. And we can't wait to get you back here in the States. And uh, the minute the video comes out, I hope uh, you guys reach out to me. We can chat again. Hopefully, you will have uh, clean clean jeans. Deborah will be home. The chimney will be fixed. There'll be, beer in, there'll be beer in the fridge. The animals will be happy. <laughs> and uh, it'll be all good. Oh, yeah. fantastic, Pat. Great to see you guys. As always, love hugs. Stay and safe you. and well. Love Thanks the album. So I'm going to put a bunch of the songs on my rotation. And I'm going to tag Bernard Fowler. I can tell you that. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to email you his uh, I'm going to send you his email. So okay. you could you could send him direct. Maybe maybe he's not too happy with us. And you might, you might not want to give our address. <laughs> no, 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 Bernard. You know Bernard. He, he's a wonderful, one of just a sweet guy. Just, yeah, I just I love that, that man. I'm That's like, true. oh my god, guys, stay safe and well. Thank love you, you to death. I'll raise, raise a beer to you tonight, Pat. <laughs> I'm, I'm off down the I'm off down the pub to Misery Corner now. That's okay, I know the wife isn't home. I'm like, poor Pete. <laughs> Just feed the animals. You better feed the animals. You're gonna get yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Get your ass kicked. But... Fed. Everything's fed. Okay. All right, guys. Thank take care and well. Thank you. Thank Pat. you so much. Love you, and you take care. Absolutely. I'll see you soon. Yeah, bye bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Buy the album, <laughs> Bottom <laughs> Bullock. It comes out. Comes out March 25th. Go buy the album and go check it out. Go support them. Go to Deborah's Facebook page. Go to her website. Buy Pete a few beers. And yeah. you'll be you'll be hearing a lot of the album all on my show. And we're going to put it on the rotation. Love you guys. Be good and be well. Thanks, Pat. Love you back. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.